Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Laura Gerard about her wedding at the Swan and Dolphin Resort and her reception at the Hard Rock Cafe at Universal CityWalk. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose those two venues and what it was like to plan for those two, and of course, how everything turned out. Welcome, Laura. Hello. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'd love to start at the beginning and find out how you decided that you wanted to have your ceremony at the Swan and Dolphin and your reception at the Hard Rock Cafe. So we are from um, Scotland in the UK and we really decided on Florida as our main destination. And then when we started looking at different venues and different options that were available, really the Swan and Dolphin stuck out to us because it's such an iconic resort and um, you always can see it on no matter where you are in Disney property it feels like and so that was where we decided on the Swan and Dolphin. With Hard Rock Cafe we actually go to Hard Rock Cafe for pretty much all our celebrations so my university graduations, anniversaries, different things like that and we collect the glasses and t-shirts and things like that so it felt like a no-brainer when we realised that we could actually have our wedding reception at Hard Rock Cafe as well um, because they're both such iconic kind of locations in Florida. That's awesome. Now which ceremony venue did you choose at the Swan and Dolphin? We chose the Crescent Terrace. Now, I had only seen limited pictures of the Crescent Terrace on websites and things. And mainly, I think, because the two that you see all the time are the beach and the West Courtyard, which has the Swan Fountain at it. And so when I was looking at these, I kind of felt like that was all I kept seeing. Then when I seen the Crescent Terrace, and it's off to the side of the Swan Hotel. It just felt a lot more private, and it's got trees all around it, and it was just an absolutely beautiful location that I, my heart was set on it as soon as we seen it. Oh, and I love that it's right on the waterway to Hollywood Studios, so you have that beautiful water view and the trees, and it's, it's really lovely. Exactly, exactly. Kevin did make a joke, actually, right before I walked down the aisle about jumping on a boat to go to the park. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely mm. a highlight. <laughs> but not a good location if you're in danger of having a runaway groom. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So now at the Hard Rock, did they have different private rooms for you to choose from, or how did that work? They do, they do. So what had happened when we originally reached out to Hard Rock Cafe, they sent us a number of different locations, different rooms that would suit our size of party. So at this point, we were approximating about 30 guests in total. So we were looking at different rooms and we really wanted a private room. So we weren't just in the main restaurant, but you were still getting the Hard Rock feel. So we ended up going for a room called the Woodstock Room, which is when you're looking at the Hard Rock Cafe, you enter it towards the right-hand side. And so we actually had a red carpet entrance towards the right-hand side. And then it had its own almost balcony area with outdoor seating as well. So it was really quite good for 
our Scottish guests who wanted to enjoy the heat but still have the inside air conditioning. So you found quite a lot of guests kind of went outside just for like a bit of a, a more of a mingle out on that terrace as well. And it was an absolutely beautiful room. It's a circular room and has all the touches of hard rock, but it felt very personal because of this own entrance and Lucy kind of exclusivity that you felt when you were inside that room. Interesting. Okay. Do you remember what the food and beverage minimums were for that room? Yes. So we hit the food and beverage minimums without actually even realizing it, if I'm being honest. The food and beverage minimums were around about 3,000, I believe. And considering we were having, we had 26 guests in total, so we quite easily hit those um, food and beverage minimums. But we really, they weren't as I'm going to say as strict or as forceful with the minimums as Disney fairy tale weddings are. So when we'd first looked at Disney, at Disney as a location, we obviously looked at Disney fairy tale weddings and the minimums really put us off because we were like, well, my goodness, what was all involved in that? There seemed quite a lot of restrictions and it felt quite hard to actually meet. Whereas with Hard Rock Cafe, although there was the minimums on the rooms, the menus that they gave us were very really good price and it worked out that you were hitting the minimums without even actually having to think about hitting the minimums if that makes any sense and I think because they gave you the different rooms with the different pricings so if you wanted a slightly smaller room again the minimums were smaller um, but I'm sure they were around 3,000 and we hit it with no problems at all. Okay this is really helpful. Did you get your cake through the hard rock or did you use a local vendor? No, we actually, we had our cake at the Crescent Terrace of the Swan and Dolphin. So we done things slightly differently, I suppose. And it was mainly because when we first started looking, we had decided that we were going to have our ceremony at the Crescent Terrace and then we were going for a meal. So that was what we'd originally decided on. And then it all kind of spiralled when we then found Hard Rock and we found the seat. I call it the secret room, as in the room for just us. Mm. And the different options that were available to us at Hard Rock, we decided to make it us almost a full-blown reception. So we had our cake at the Swan and Dolphin because we'd always planned that. So our, our cake was immediately after our ceremony. Okay, and then what kinds of things did you do to make it more of a full-blown reception at Hard Rock Cafe? So at Hard Rock Cafe, once we arrived, we had the room for a total of five hours. Once we arrived, um, everyone got a cocktail and uh, we sat down and we done our speeches then. So we had um, Kevin done his speech. Then we had um, one of Kevin's best men do a speech. My bridesmaid do a speech. And then Kevin's other best man do a speech. Then we had our meal and then we had um, our DJ was there so we had a DJ really from probably around half past seven right the way through until 11 o'clock when we finished and we also had our own bar that we had organized for our guests as a favor if you will that we had given them a free bar at the Hard Rock Cafe so it was very much turned into a party the Hard Rock moved um, our tables um, all away from the centre of the room so the room really opened up and it became very much a sort of party type of thing rather than just a meal. Okay this is interesting. Did you work with a planner at the Hard Rock Cafe or was it mostly just coordinating with them on you know making the payments but not so much wedding planning? 
Well, it was very interesting because we do things very differently in the UK. So in the UK, we plan our weddings a good two years in advance. And you talk to everyone and you get everything all in detailed like two years in advance. So obviously in America, it's quite different that people do things kind of six months in advance. You know, it's quite, it's a much shorter timescale. So we were talking to a sales consultant, but because she was making up our BEO, she very much talked to us about all the options that we could have. Now, towards the end, probably in around January, we were given our day of coordinator they called her and she very much brought our wedding to life and our wedding would never have been the same if it wasn't for her there was a planner there the whole time but it wasn't as much of a wedding planner as our planner was with just Manny. it was very much a different relationship but still very good at giving us all the options that they had available and what they could do for us but it wasn't until we got our day of coordinator stephanie that she really brought it to life sent us pictures changed things around was able to really recommend things more than the other girls had. The other girls were maybe just giving us more options. Interesting. Okay, so you worked with Just Mary to plan the ceremony at the Swan and Dolphin, and then you worked with the Hard Rock on the reception. Got it. Yes, I did. Yes, yes. It was a lot of emails and a lot of coordination between <laughs> what was going on, who was doing what, who was responsible for what, what I was doing myself, and so on. So, yeah. And did you find that difficult being in Scotland with the time difference or does it work out pretty well? I have to admit it really did work out pretty well. I done quite a lot after work so around about this time um, in the evening kind of thing around about eight o'clock nine o'clock and so that was working out to be in the afternoon obviously in Florida time so it worked out to be really really well in terms of if I would send off an email sometimes I'd get an immediate response other times I would wake up to a response depending on the email sometimes it took a few days but really they were very very good and everything was done via emails and if I ever needed to clarify anything it was really we could set up a telephone call and do that but I only think I'd done that maybe twice I think I think the rest of the time it was really through emails and really detailed answers to the questions that I had asked in the email and then I would send back a response to that so it was very much almost like a conversation going on between us and so it was very easy I think definitely. Okay cool. How did you coordinate transportation between the Swan and Dolphin and Universal City Walk? We done this independently so I had asked Just Mary if they could price up transportation for us but it was actually working out to be really quite expensive now because we had 26 guests in total and 20 of us all flew out on the same flight so we needed transport from the airport to our accommodation and then we needed day off transport and then people needed to get back to the airport so what I'd done was I contacted a good few companies and went with one of the cheapest quotes that we got and they'd done almost our whole trip if you will so they'd done our airport transfers and they'd done the, the day off coordination as well it was one thing that Kevin and I weren't really that precious about we didn't want to be separate from our guests we wanted to be very much in with our guests and kind of experience it in exactly the same way as they did so we had two vans that took all our passengers I'm sure Kevin was in one and I'm sure I was in the other van so that we were really in amongst everything and we got to chat to our guests on that drive over from the Dolphin and Swan over to the Hard Rock Cafe so that was done independently. Which company did you use for transportation? We went with a group called the Florida Transport Group and they're actually 
they were family friends of our friends. So our friends have been going out to Florida for a number of years and they actually knew each other. So we had contacted a number of companies. They came in the cheapest and because we knew them, it was almost a personal recommendation. So we went for them and they were very, very good. Really took you under their wing, were very accommodating. We changed things kind of last minute and they were really okay with that. They were absolutely perfect for us. Okay, that's a great recommendation. Now, did you guys add floral and decor through other vendors or how did that work? With the package that we originally chose with Just Marry, when we looked at the original website, it seemed as if going with a package was going to be the easiest option. But actually, when I started speaking to our planner, she was like, it's up to you what you want to pick and choose from our website. So although we'd originally picked a generic package that had everything, there was things that we didn't really want. So I wanted to bring over silk flowers from the UK and they were quite happy to kind of take that off. And so we left on almost a kind of basic package of just Mary organised our officiant. They organised the decor that we had at the Crescent Terrace, which was our wrought iron arch with a floral spray in the middle. And then we added on rose petals for the aisle. And then they organised our violinist and our cake. And so very much they took care of all of that. They sent me through the efficient details. They asked me what I was looking for with the floral. And because it was really just that one spray, they took care of that. And I believe it was with raining roses that they used for that floral spray and the rose petals on the aisle as well. Okay. But that was one thing that I didn't want to have to worry about, I think, because... The, the main vendors on pages like Disbrides and things like that that give you the recommended vendors, it was absolutely fantastic for our photographs, for our hair and makeup, for those kind of big aspects. The smaller aspects like flowers or um, kind of music, I had really no idea who I would be looking for. So that was where Just Marry really came in handy for us, especially being in the UK and not knowing these vendors because our coordinator Victoria literally done all of that for us so the bigger things as I say like hair and makeup or photography that that you have more of an input in if that makes any sense she then coordinated with them as well so she really did take care of everything and really helped me and supported me through all the decisions that I wasn't quite sure of or that I wanted to change or amend or anything like that so okay that's great to hear did you do any decor at the Hard Rock Cafe we organised again through our planner for tablecloths on the tables because what was included in the package, so in your kind of basic packages with Hard Rock, you get the black decor from Hard Rock Cafe. So you know how Hard Rock Cafe is usually like black napkins and things like that. Mm. And we were like, that's a bit black for, for a wedding. You know, <laughs> yes, it's Hard Rock. And yes, it wants to feel authentic Hard Rock, but black's a bit much. And I was like, well, yeah, I suppose, I suppose. So we went for a white tablecloth that had a kind of sparkle to it. Mm. And they also organised our, I don't even want to really call them centrepieces because we went with a really different approach to our table settings and the fact that we went for a square approach because there was 26 of us we didn't want to put people into separate tables and put people into the couples that they were in or anything like that we wanted everyone to be together it felt very much like a group that was there together to celebrate and that's what we wanted with the square approach so we didn't want big 
fancy centrepieces or anything like that so we asked the hard drop cafe planner if she had any ideas for us and we were like we don't quite know what we want maybe candles I'm not quite sure so she came back with this design of sort of circular vases that had little crystals in the bottom and then a red voltive in the middle because our colour was red we brought along a few little touches. I wanted to incorporate a few Disney touches, but nothing too big because obviously we're transporting them from the UK. So we went quite, I'm going to say minimal on our decor and just used a couple of key pieces of inspirational Disney things. So just little pieces. We had a Mr. and Mrs. Gerard sign in front of us with a little Mickey and Minnie at either side. They were salt and pepper shakers, so quite easy to transport. Um, we got a sign made for our bar, just little things like that that we wanted to add in. But it was very much the two planners at both places that I asked for kind of recommendations with, and they worked with ideas that we kind of had and vendors that they knew of and things that they could use that had been used maybe previously as well. Okay, great. This is really helpful. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention and your budget? So the most important thing I think for us was photography. We made a decision quite earlier on that we didn't want a video and mainly it was because of the feel that we wanted from our wedding. We wanted our wedding to be quite informal, we wanted it to be a celebration, we wanted people to feel comfortable and we wanted everything to just to be really happy. So we didn't really want a video to kind of put that formal stance on it and kind of people to be a bit on edge thinking, oh my god, I'm being, I'm being videoed right now, you know, what do we do, how do we say things? So we decided to focus a lot of our energy on photography and I'm so glad we did. David and Vicky are absolutely amazing at what they do, we have some phenomenal pictures and we're so happy that that was where we really spent the biggest kind of chunk of our money on, really. Okay, great. And then were there areas that were less important to you? You mentioned floral and decor not being a huge deal. Yeah, I think that would probably be it. It would probably really just be the kind of the decor and the, the, the feel to the places. I think because of the venues that we were choosing were quite iconic and spoke for themselves we didn't want to dull that down or distract from that at all so we went for quite a minimal approach we just had whether red was our color so we went for red sort of flowers red accents to things and that was really it that was all we really done in terms of decor and so it was something that again I didn't have to stress about I didn't have to worry about getting organized shipping anywhere or anything like that okay great can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? I think timings was something that I was really worried about and something that I had no concept of. I think, again, particularly in the UK, things run at a wedding very much the same, no matter kind of what wedding you're at. They usually start around about the same time. You have your same kind of things that happen and your same timeline. So everyone knows what to expect. Whereas with the Disney wedding and being on the Diz Brides page and listening to other people, everyone has such a different experience when it comes to their wedding. So timings was something that took me a bit of getting used to and took me a bit of, all oh, right, okay, right, so I need to do that then and that needs to happen then and what's going on. So it was something that I kind of really thought about. So I decided to stay, we were staying on International Drive for our holiday in Florida. And I decided that I wanted to stay at the Swan and Dolphin the night before because I wanted to be there on site just in case anything went wrong, just in case I needed to do anything on the morning of, and really so that I didn't have to worry about seeing Kevin on the morning of the wedding. 
and because we were all together in the hotel on a national drive I knew it would be quite hard to miss them <laughs> if we did see each other so we I made that conscious decision so I stayed at the Dolphin Hotel although we were married in the Swan Courtyard I stayed in the Dolphin Hotel the night before and I stayed there with my mum my two bridesmaids and our flower girl so we woke up around eight o'clock and we went down the stairs for breakfast I had planned on getting breakfast up to the room, but actually it was really quite fun. We had um, matching jammies on, so mine said bride. The girls all had their roles on it, and it was quite nice walking around the hotel, kind of getting to see it, um, being in that atmosphere and kind of just relaxing and enjoying ourselves. And we ate our breakfast back up in the room. Hair and makeup arrived around 10.30, and we used Butte Special for our hair and makeup, and they were absolutely amazing. There was three girls there, so there was five of us in total, um, four getting full hair and makeup, and then our flower girl just got her hair done. So they arrived around 10.30, and they gave me that start time because they knew what time I wanted to finish at. So I told them that I wanted to be finished for at least two o'clock because that was when the photography arrived. They actually finished an hour earlier. So they finished around about one, which was actually quite good because we got to then relax and take a few photos and have more champagne before David and Vicky arrived at two o'clock. So they were there and they were with us in the room. And then we had our ceremony at three o'clock. So we, me and the girls walked down. Kevin had already arrived. He was picked up at the International Drive Hotel with everyone else. So he came with all our guests and came to the location. So they were all waiting for me, obviously, coming down at three o'clock. Our ceremony lasted around 15 to 20 minutes, I believe. And then we had our champagne cocktail and cake cutting them. So because we'd done a 3pm ceremony, we decided not to do any snacks or anything around that time because we thought people already have had a breakfast. But people were offered a piece of cake if they wanted it. And we thought it's actually quite a good opportunity to give people the cake. We don't have to take it with us to Hard Rock and people could get a taste of it. So that was really good. And we also had our photos taken around about that time. Then we had arranged for Mickey and Minnie to come. So I arranged for that directly myself through an events planner at Disney. So they came around 4.15 and they were there for half an hour. So they left around 4.45. And at five o'clock, we left for our transport over to Hard Rock Cafe. Now our start time was officially six o'clock at Hard Rock. But we had a special sort of drop off at Hard Rock and you felt like complete VIPs getting to kind of walk through or walk past um, the globe at Universal and walking over to Hard Rock Cafe, which was an amazing experience for us and for our guests. And then we got a big group photo taken in front of Hard Rock Cafe and then we had our start time was six o'clock so we went up to the room and that finished around 11 and we went back to the Dolphin and Swan Hotel but I know a lot of our guests went on to uh, nightclubs and City Walk with their kilts on and everything so they had a great time. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so with all of this what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I think our favorite memory was looking around and making and seeing that everyone was just having so much fun and everyone felt involved in the wedding no one felt you know you never seen anyone kind of off to the side or kind of thinking oh what time is it now everyone really seemed to enjoy the process and it was a new experience for all of us because no one had been to a wedding abroad no one had been to a wedding in Florida so it really was a new experience for everyone but I think our my 
favourite memory was really that walking through Hard Rock. So me, Kevin and I were walking, holding hands. I had my big dress on and we were walking through and everyone was cheering at us, shouting congratulations. And you really did. You felt like rock stars because Hard Rock Cafe were there with their staff, VIP t-shirts on. And you were escorted through a special bit of security that was set up just for us. And we went right through and it was just absolutely amazing. It was really, really good. That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? So at the ceremony location, I had we had decided to have rose petals down either side of the aisle. Now, when you see quite a lot of the photographs at the Swan and Dolphin, quite a lot of people do line the aisle with something, whether it's Mickey Pomander's or whether it is rose petals or even an aisle runner. Now we decided quite late on, probably around two months ago, that we, did, we wanted these rose petals. Now as I arrived at the bottom of the aisle, I looked up the aisle and there was no rose petals because it was so windy <laughs> the rose petals had all completely disappeared. Now Kevin and the guests assured me that they were there and there is a photograph of them being there but I hadn't even thought about the weather. I think in Scotland you worry about the weather every day, you never know if it's going to be raining, snowing, sunny, anything like that. Whereas in Florida, I had almost just counted on it being sunny. <laughs> I never even thought about any other kind of weather going on at all. So that would be my only thing. I think that we ended up, I, I was kind of like, yeah, I really want that. I think it would be really nice. And I think it was nice, but it was one thing that we probably didn't necessarily need. And I had thought about it with an aisle runner but I don't know why I never thought about it with rose petals I have no idea so that was the only one thing very 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 minor and probably no one else noticed except me (laughs) (laughs) good oh good now was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like it was a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be I think I was most worried about people having fun and people enjoying themselves because I thought that people would maybe be a bit bored or wouldn't want something else to do or would be wondering what time things were and I was really worried about this but actually our guests all had an absolutely fantastic time they thought everything ran so smoothly and the timings we'd been quite clear with our timings and we had a program there and stuff so it was actually something that I didn't need to worry about at all. (laughs) Oh that's great. Is there anything you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? I think I wish I'd realized how fun it was going to be I think I really worried about all the small small details that were involved in the wedding and they made such a difference but there were some things that our guests didn't even realize or didn't even notice or didn't know had happened at particular times and things so I think that I just wish I'd known how much fun the wedding day was going to be I think everyone tells you that but I think you're so worried that people are going to enjoy it people are going to have fun that you forget actually that people are there to enjoy it and have fun with you that's a good point do you have any tips for those who might be considering a ceremony at the swan and dolphin or a reception at the hard rock or just tips for planning from the uk I think in terms of tips from planning from the uk it's very much about communication so there was quite a few things that i i had to almost kind of ask or explain or kind of just double check with them and there were some things that I had assumed that would just automatically happen that then didn't happen or that wasn't going to automatically happen almost and so things like the 
take being cut. I had no idea where, where or when that would happen because in the UK it's very much taking away the cake. You cut the cake for your photos and the cake gets taken away and then it gets brought back later on. I was like, well, wait a minute, how does that work? So there was a few things that I just wanted to double check and I think communication was key around that. And then I think I would also say with the Swan and Dolphin, there was a few people that I had spoken to or that I'd seen on um, different forums and things that were very much like, oh, I definitely want a Disney wedding, therefore I, I couldn't look at Hard Rock Cafe or at Swan and Dolphin. I was like, well, I still felt like a Disney bride, even though I wasn't a Disney fairy tale weddings bride. And so I think that I would ask people to be very much open to all the different locations that you can have. And other Disney brides that got married at Four Seasons at the different locations all around Florida that still feel like Disney brides and that still are Disney brides and um, so I think my biggest tip would be to be open-minded and to look at and think about what kind of location and ceremony and feel you want to your wedding and then let that guide you rather than just who it is that's organizing it because at the end of the day who's organizing it doesn't make it any more or less you know special or anything like that. That's a really great point and great advice. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? If I had my way, I would talk about it every single day. Kevin still laughs at me for talking about it so so much. <laughs> um, but really, it's just my Instagram page. I've kind of tried to um, keep it to a minimum and just have the photos on, our, on my Instagram page. Okay, great. And then I will get some photos and put them in a slideshow in the post for this show on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Of course. Well, Laura, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who wants to plan from the UK or is just interested in the combination of the Swan and Dolphin with the Hard Rock Cafe. And I appreciate your taking the time. Not a problem. Thank you very much. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's fairy tale weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>